Hey everyone, Andy here. This is Lou. And Jamie. Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. We're outside one of the newest businesses and really exciting businesses that's happened in Juno lately, right? Yes. One of my favorite new Juno spaces. The Amalga Distillery. We're going to go inside, talk to the guy who started it up, and uh, let's go in there and see what's going on. All right, we're going in right now. Here, Here we go. go. This is exciting. Oh. Oh, man. This is live action here on this Bridge is, from this Nowhere. Is live. This is, this, we're out there. This is what we do. Get in the story. We're in. We're in. <laughs> Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome to Amalgus. <laughs> I'm not going to. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Brandon Howard at Amalgus Distillery. Welcome to A Bridge from Nowhere. You're so formal, ah. but we love it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, it's Bridge from Nowhere. Now we're back in the studio. I'm Andy, Lou, Jamie's here, and Brandon Howard. Brandon. Welcome. Thanks for coming into our inner sanctum. Oh, my God. Thank you our, guys for having me. Our, our uh, third <laughs> chakra. Brandon, <laughs> welcome, man. How you doing? Oh, doing great. This is this is kind of surreal. Uh, I'm inside of a, a podcast right now. Yeah, I know. I, think, I feel like you've listened to this podcast too much. Uh, it, it is. Right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That was Jamie's one of head, my, by the yeah. way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry his head that. keeps hitting the microphones <laughs> because his head is large. It's yeah. not the Sorry microphone's fault. Gunk, gunk. Yeah. So there's this big poofy black thing on it. Sorry, though, which is you good. were yeah. saying that. Yeah. Anyway. We're, like yeah. The, oh, it's one of my new favorite podcasts. Oh. I, so. I love it. I've, so I've been following for a long time. Thank I you. love the poop stories. <laughs> I even love Lou's retching noises. Oh, which we had. Yeah, that's been. A, but they were all a, mine. That has been a, a point of contention among some of the Bridge from Nowhere, I think, accidental listeners. I think those are the people who don't seek out Bridge from Nowhere, but just happen upon it. Yes, they're like, why am I on this bridge? Tuning <laughs> yes. in the radio, and yeah. they're saying, what is this? And then, yeah, they hear yeah. barf noises, and it doesn't, yeah, somehow it doesn't jive with them. But that's all right. You know, you, I have an old saying is, you can't love everything. You know what I mean? I mean, God knows I try. But you can't love everything. I also have a saying. What is it? <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, for those of people who are listening that don't know, you have undergone and undertaking this huge project in the last few years, which is that you've started up a business, something that obviously a lot of people do. They're entrepreneurs. They started businesses. You started up this business, a distillery here in Juneau. That uh, is uh, wildly successful, I would say. It's become I, the talk of the town. I, I'm glad it looks like that from the outside. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still very uh, excited uh, to someday get a paycheck. Uh, it's now been about a year since I've seen one of those. After that's, I, that's called small business in yes. Alaska. <laughs> yes. Lou knows it well. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, we didn't. I, I did not ever expect it to be what it's become. So uh, let's let's. I would just. It'd be really fun for me and for I think people listening to and for this all of us here to just hear a few like the step by step stuff. So yeah, I wanted to know how does someone go from working at. Um, the canvas. The canvas. Right, yeah, it's really great. Which is an organization doing... that works with all kinds of people, but yeah. it works with people who have special needs. But it also works with a whole bunch of people, and it uses art as a way of um, kind of communicating with all kinds of people. But it seems like right? such a, a, a 
a different, the most different thing I can think of than starting a brewery. How'd you go from yeah. there to deciding to start a brewery? Oh no, a it's distillery. It's a distillery. Yes, yes. No, same Blue hasn't same actually been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you should come by some. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem do? was I was already there. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just oh, yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. I mean, it's kind of a crazy departure, but all at the same time, not a crazy departure. Um, you know, my path has kind of led me down uh, a lot of creative outlets, you know, working at the canvas. Um, before I was the artistic director there, I was the ceramic studio the manager there. I've just always loved making things, anything that I can make on my own. Um, you know, m- making pots was because one day I was like, I want to make my own plates for my own food that I make. I just I've, I've, I find it wildly satisfying to you know get to do these really cool creative things that where are also that, where does that utilitarian come from, you think you were saying you're a coast guard brat yeah right? and so it, you kind of like what i don't know i you know i think kind of you know, my stepdad was in the coast guard um and uh and you know you're always moving around so my mom didn't always you know finding stable work as a thing so you end up not Growing up with the most money, uh, as you know, as my dad was kind of working his way up through the ranks, like kind of a poor kid. Um, and so my entertainment was like uh, pilfering my dad's tools and going and making you know just stupid things in the woods and you know building forts and tree houses and things that you know generally end up getting somebody hurt in playing, some way. <laughs> playing with pointed sticks. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what you're describing. Totally. totally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, helping out around the house and, you know, helping my dad build things was always something really special, something that I absolutely loved. Um, and that just kind of followed through life. And then, you know, of course, there's also the, the culinary thing. You know, my... Uh, my wife will look at a pantry and she's, you know, oh God, there is absolutely nothing in there to eat. And when you're, you know, growing up without like the most well-stocked pantry, you look in it and you're like, oh man, there is so much to eat. I so can you make get bean surprise. Oh, oh it's yeah. spectacular! There is four pounds of flour in here. <laughs> yeah. We are set for fourteen days. <laughs> can do all kinds of things. Can go with yeah. this pass yep. with this pantry. I'm going to make <laughs> dough snakes again. Flour and chives. <laughs> <laughs> dough snakes. Yeah. That's what you think. Just dough snakes. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, they're easy. Mm, they're filling. Yeah. And they don't bite like real snakes. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. So you kind of feel like that a little bit of your upbringing had a there was a creativity was was forced in a way, not forced, but it was there because that was the way that you totally. had fun. And that's the way that you had, you know, things to play with. And that's the way that you had even food, you know, creative food to eat and things like that. Right. So yeah. Do, yeah. do you have like a favorite half empty pantry Dish or like cuisine oh. or like thing that you're really. Uh, I want to know this because I I yeah. look at a half empty pantry and I go I'm just gonna eat those jalapeno peppers and that's all I know. Uh, you know tomato paste when I, if I can come across a can of tomato paste, you, know, you can take it in so many different directions. And I want some you reason. and Lou to have this conversation because <laughs> Lou is also a half empty pantry guy. Wow. I mean, who would have ever thought that? Eight-month-old Bryce mm. mm-hmm. mixed with powdered milk 
And milk made, milk made powdered milk. milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, taco seasoning could make the best burritos. Mm. That's delicious yep. too. They call it milky burritos. Leche <laughs> burrito <laughs> taco seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's quite quite good. So anyway, so you took that sort of idea of being able to make something from what a lot of people might right. not even realize, and yep. then that was something that carried you through this creative path that you've taken. Yeah, when did absolutely. you get really? When did you get interested in the creation of liquor and the creation of distilling? You know that sort of whole thing that's led you to opening up this distillery. Yeah, so uh, brewing is kind of what brought me there. Um, I used to homebrew, uh, uh, and just loved it. Uh, always. Brewing, brewing with friends, it's a real communal thing. Like the homebrew community here in Juneau is, is pretty amazing. I'm completely out of touch with it these days. Um, but, uh, but then that, that love for brewing shifted to other things. Like, you know, Mora, my wife, and I would run around downtown with a ladder uh, around this time <laughs> of year and go pick all the little crab apples uh, oh. off of the trees. Mm-hmm. That is not where I thought that story and was going. <laughs> Could have gone anywhere. Just pick all the children the out of windows. Pick the, all the beers out of second story windows. <laughs> Call those the ladder bandits. Yeah. <laughs> Curse them. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So sorry. But yeah. Really oh, cr- nice crab couples but yeah. damn it they steal out of our they second story pleasant window. pleasant and like well put together. They see yeah they're just running around with a big ladder. Oh yeah. well I mean yeah. and it, it stirs up apples. all kinds of questions yeah we'd yeah. be on top of my truck we'd pull over at that you know the one place where the you have the the, the bernadettes and a little bit further down sure. the road is taqueria oh yeah two beautiful crab apple trees there and they just go to waste so yeah. we'd, what would you do with those we'd take them and we would make uh we call it downtown cider so we'd <laughs> take those crab apples and turn them into cider um do a lot of blueberry wines and and rhubarb wines and um at the same time, you know, loving at our home when we entertain people, making making cocktails for them and having these great bonfires. Uh, but it was always kind of a lowbrow occasion because uh, we live in a little cabin with no running water uh, out on Cohen Drive. Has a beautiful ocean view, um, but no shower uh, or or bathroom facilities. Um, but it's kind of a special special place. So we're always entertaining friends out there, you know, doing cocktail parties and doing doing bonfires. And we're always, uh, you know, to, to expedite things. It's a BYOW party, though. Bring your own water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> Please and, bring and water. And if toilet you paper to yeah. and, and a shovel. And bring no. your own toilet. Bot yacht. Bot party. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of which, you guys really brought me back the other week with the uh, um, the the outhouse stories from Fairbanks. Oh. Dry cabins, the dry cabins, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I did I did that thing up in Fairbanks. So uh, doing it in Fairbanks is a little bit better than in Juneau because it's better. Uh, yeah, it's just so rainy and yeah. and wet here in Juneau. Mm-hmm. You know, have heat in this cabin of yours? Oh, we've got a wood stove. Okay, yeah. So sometimes, but like no electricity either. Uh, so we, got electricity we have electricity. And a wood stove. Okay, 
got internet and you know niceties like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's all uh, you need. Yeah. What more do you need? No, we got just a propane in. stove. Yeah. Right. It's a virtual yeah. toilet. That's good. Yeah. Just poop in the wood stove. If you need to. <laughs> it just yeah. burns up. Yeah. It's a little it awkward up. when guests yeah. come over. <laughs> just have curtains that wrap yeah, around. Got it. Access to lots of grain whiskey. You, you can just, just yes. pour it in there. <laughs> just have a tarp you put over your head. I'll be ten minutes, folks. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> Sorry, that might have been my own idea. story. This is a yeah. terrible <laughs> dinner party. <laughs> Projecting my own experiences. <laughs> That's what my college dorm room was like. Yeah, everybody, continue. I'll just be under this tarp for a minute. And really, you know, when you're friends yeah, with Jamie for any period of time, it's just, it just that starts yeah. starts happening. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it carries a tarp in his wallet. Yeah, now. yeah. I do. It's noisy. Space blanket. Space yeah. blanket. Now it feels like a good time to say that my mom has just figured out how to listen to the podcast. Oh no! So, oh, hi, mom. No. Hello. How's it going, mom? Hi, hey, Jamie's mom. mom. Hey, Jan. Yeah. Jan, how you doing? <laughs> she loves you guys. Well, we love that you're listening, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> When I remember to shave, I was going to say, I'm just, just <laughs> Ooh, the chest hair off. Finally, someone who can compete. Oh my yes. God, that's good radio. <laughs> from, chest hair off. From head to toe. I call um. this the land bridge. It's what, it, the Bering Strait. It's what connects, it's what connects the, the hair from my head to the hair on my toes. Nice. Bridge, Keeps yeah. just a nice, there's no disconnect. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. A, good, a good path from top a to bottom. A person could migrate all the way from Alaska to like mm-hmm. the lower 48. Yep. You know, Kamchatka. Across Russia, Kamchatka, yeah. Alaska, America. Yeah, you don't, you don't have that. No, You've not yet. You've got a clear divide. Not yet. Lou's got a bearing straight. Not still. yet. Are you expecting it? Well, the older I get, I mean, I mean, look at the back, man. Is it? Oh, does it creep? Does it? Uh, I guess I think so. so. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I'm getting the back, man. I had a back of heavy. I had a long eyebrow hair yesterday. Oh, oh god! I get those now and then. I had never. I've never had that had before. Such a thing. I and get terribly long nose hairs. I probably have one right now. Oh, I've seen some long ones from Jamie. Jesus. I'm a nose hair yeah. plucker. It absolutely. Drives. I have a little device that I stick in there and it spins around and rips them out, but I, I forget to do it. Does it hurt? Yeah. Well, okay. my eyes water. Yeah, it's I have pleasant. something that just trims it. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. pull them. Yeah. I have avoided the nose hair trimmer because I'm just. Afraid. I feel like it's I just supposed use, to trim. Them. I just use yeah. an electric. I'm just back in this, but I'm feel like I'm right yeah, in there. Yeah, get right in here. It's about body <laughs> hair. I just use a regular old, you know, like a like one of those brawn, you know, like electric Andy, shavers. We're talking about rectums. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I use for my face, but I use the same one <laughs> down there. Rotating heads. <laughs> yes, it's not rotating heads. It's a brawn. Right? Oh, but it has a little yeah. adjustment thing that comes out. It's supposed to be for sideburns, but. Really, it's all about nose hairs. Oh, and hitting your ears. I thought as you get older too, hitting your ears. No, the ears are getting the thing for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I've never had that. Oh, you're not yet. Not Not yet. yet. How how old are you? 
Uh, thirty-five. Yeah, you, yeah. Mm, you yeah. got, you okay. got. You I got, think you got three second, years. Though. You got three years. Any second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've started gotten a few. I'm thirty-six, and mm. I found one or two, but they're faint, but they're longer than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. no, the eyebrow one really freaked me out. That's mm-hmm. weird. That's yeah. the beginning. Yeah, it was like an inch. I like. Whoa. I don't know how it made it without me noticing. I've had those since I was about four. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just weird. <laughs> I've got the well, dominant Andy eyebrows. got into a, a package of Rogaine when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. At first he spilled it all over his palms. And, and he ate a bunch of it. <laughs> scratched his eyebrows. <laughs> you ever, like we just sneak up behind somebody and just like get them Rogaine them on the back. Like they're on the beach. That's what happened to me. Somebody's just laying down on the beach. Just went by. Whoosh, Rogaine foam. Away. Yeah. Or they're asleep and you, you dip a brush and rogaine and write something on them oh <laughs> ape shave me corn <laughs> shave me you missed the brief chest hair off by the way oh, oh good lord yeah. it happened in here just a little like oh. there's a little little pulling down of the collars yes two hairy men in here bridge from nowhere andy jamie and lou joined by brandon howard special who- guest is uh, the uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Amalga Distillery. Talk a little bit about the people you co-founded this with. Uh, it, you know, it was my wife. Uh, right. It was uh, myself and my wife for the last, oh gosh, almost four years. I mean, it's been pretty much the entirety wow. of our That's uh, the thing. When people, see, people see this thing as like, oh, it's been open for a year. What a great year. And it's like, yeah, no, this is. Oh, four months. We've been. Four, mo- hey, four, yeah. four months. Really? Yeah, four months. Wow. That's it. Yeah, people don't realize the work it takes. No, it's pretty. It's pretty permitting, crazy. dealing with the state. Yeah, uh, federal the, stuff. Yeah, the federal permits, state permits, background checks on everybody and everything. Uh, lots of lawyers, lots of engineers and architects, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a wild. Wow. Wild experience. Amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it kind of, uh, it, you know, the way the whole thing all came about was just this, you know, we don't have a nice, pretty, succinct story. Um, you know, it was a little bit inspired by this irrational dream I had that I wanted to work in a distillery on Isla, which is you know, oh, an island yes. off the Scotland. coast of Scotland. I know Smoky, well. peaty whiskeys and... I I just wanted to live on this island and make whiskey and uh, got to the point where I actually was sending off resumes Whoa. and emails and making phone calls constantly. Uh, and they were like, no, we we only hire locals. There's not hmm. a chance. And Have I, you been there? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've I always actually, wanted to go. You're, you're jumping ahead in the story. Now. I'm sorry. I'm Let, sorry. No, right. it was, no, no, it was no, no, spectacular. Stick with the story. Um, yeah. Oh well, they just told me no that okay. that I would I would never get a job that yeah. they only hire locals. We'll never have you, laddie, like uh, that, right? Yeah, yeah, in my imagination, right? I can't do the accent. No, I, you should I, have I, lied. I can. Brandon yeah. McHoward, so Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but just yeah, I, you know, I, I get it though. It's an island of thirty two hundred people, uh, and it has nine world class distilleries, hmm. um, and that is their entire uh, economy except for sheep. Um, but yeah, I got to go and I actually got to live my dream for a little while. Wow. And uh and spend a chunk of time working in uh in a distillery there. Which one? Uh Kilhoman, which uh is is really obscure, but for whiskey nerds, 
it's it's one of those like cult following distilleries mm. where if if you really love you know Isla single malt whiskey you you go nuts over. How did that come about that you were able to actually they, go over there? Uh-huh. Lots. What, the, when was groveling? that? Uh, like, groveling uh, five years ago, sort of thing. Uh, four years ago? Well, so the begging and pleading, um, <laughs> yeah, that happened like five years ago, and uh, and then I I kind of threw in the towel and said, well, you know what? Fine, I'm just going to start my own. Um, and uh, it was right around the time that Port Chilkoot um, came out. And so that's was, up in Haynes? It's a that's story. that's up, up in Haynes. Haynes. Yeah, Heather Shade opened that up. And I, and I, I, you know, I kind of said that half-heartedly, you know, the, oh, I'm just going to start my own. Because I developed this relationship via email with some of the distilleries there because uh, they, they heard from me so constantly. <laughs> um, and uh, after I said that, it was, I think it was probably three or four months later that I saw the Port Chilkoot gin on the shelf here. Mm. And and I remember thinking to myself, because I saw Southeast Alaska, I was like, oh, wow, somebody somebody beat me to it. Uh, and felt actually a little bit of a like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, I don't have to go down that road. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I realized it was Haynes. And I was like, oh, my God, Juno definitely needs something like this. Um, and they, and make, they make good stuff. Oh, they make beautiful they stuff. Do, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just uh, like the best people you'll ever meet, really cool establishment that they have there and restored an old historic building, um, built it from scratch. Uh, you know, Heather and Sean, Sean's a, uh, a contractor and a carpenter. And you go and you look at the work that they did in there and they did it all by hand. And that's just phenomenal. And I think she's got the best London dry gin ever. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it is. It's delicious. It's really yeah. yeah, yeah. What? So. Why? When you say it's the best London dry gin ever, what? What are the things that you look for in a London dry gin? That uh, for it to be good, I don't. Yeah. You no, know, I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're an expert, um, so I. Oh, I'm. I'm the furthest thing ever from an expert. I. I just. You know. I just, you are closer to an expert yes. than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, for me, it, it. It just stands out. It is. It is noticeably different from a lot of uh, the London dry gins that you have. I, I think the citrus notes in hers are spectacular, and that that comes from uh, like her family has. I I feel bad speaking for Heather, but her family has an orange orchard somewhere in California, and they bring like pounds, like hundreds of pounds of these oranges from their orchard. Uh, from California up to Haines. And so it's fresh, mm. it's fragrant. Uh, it's just really, That's really cool. I didn't know beautiful. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah mm. and they were coming through town recently to, to go up and visit. I think they were doing an orange delivery, maybe. Um, and they stopped by and got to, to catch up with uh, with them for, for a bit. And, you know, I think that uh, she just she puts a lot of time into it. She puts a lot of really nice ingredients into it. She pays attention and yeah. and she's passionate. So you uh, saw that bottle on the shelf and you're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I – oh, wait a minute. Juno needs this. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it led you – so this is four years out sort of, three years – that kind of four years out and yeah, that that yeah, led you to this. So it, yeah. it was kind of just like a you know a, a thought. You know, before this, like ten years ago, I, I you know I half heartedly had um, put together this business plan for actually uh, 
do you guys remember that weird furniture store where uh, uh, salt, salt is, is now? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so the the furniture store went away, and uh, but they had they had transformed that space to make that weird furniture store. Right. Right. That was the thing. Yeah. And it was before the Zephyr moved in there. Exactly. So and so the, so I remember that guy. I was working across the street in the Seward Building when that was all happening in right. that in that building because that building was not that at all before. No. So there wasn't an upstairs loft, and they, you know, they built the upstairs with the copper banister and all that stuff. Yeah. Was done by this guy who then had a beautiful building, but had this weird concept about serv- <laughs> about selling strange furniture. Yeah, so it was it was a bit of a disconnect in the business plan, you know. But did amazing work on the building. Yo, yeah, yeah, and right. Just a, such a cool space. I used to go in there and just look at the the kind of oddball furniture and think, wow, like what a cool <laughs> space. And I remember when when that space closed, kind of concocted this, this you know, harebrained idea of like, oh, man, I love brewing beer and mm. kind of got some friends together and, and explored the idea of turning that into, you know, something of a brew pub. And so, you know, I'd already kind of dabbled in this idea of like maybe someday I would like to have my own business. That fell, fell apart. But, uh, you know, fast forward to – you know, having this this desire, like this intense interest in making single malt whiskey, um, especially, you know, one of the big discoveries for me was brewing beer is something I love. And then single malt whiskey is a really cool way to exper- or explore brewing beer because it's just beer that's been distilled. It's unhopped and it has this really cool process of open spontaneous fermentation along with controlled fermentation and they 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 ferment in these giant open uh wooden containers they call washbacks they pay no attention to to temperature control they they do four to five day fermentations rather than you know the fermentations that you see in in the brewing world and um, it was really kind of freeing and exciting and and fascinating and then taking that and turning it into single malt and uh, so all these ideas and things kind of really melded together with, um, you know, uh, having a partner like Mora, who, you know, there was this other facet of, you know, the the cocktails and and making everything. You know, Mora loves making everything from scratch. She's also, I think, probably the most avid harvester I've ever come across <laughs> in my life, like uh blueberries, spruce tips. Like when we go out and pick spruce tips together, it's one of those things where I have like, I have like a couple pounds in my bag feeling pretty proud and she'll have like two 10 pound bags. <laughs> wow. Like, how, how do you even do that? Uh, <laughs> but you know, kindergarten teachers do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> so <laughs> we're like, how kids do you do hidden that? in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> go pick for me. Go. Moxhead. <laughs> um, but you know, having somebody organized, uh, and really smart uh, to complement my, you know, kind of idea of what this thing could be and keep me in check and, you know, keep me on task and focused. Um, so it was kind of the, the blending of those two things and all those all those ideas uh, made us start really working hard for it about three, oh gosh, like three and a half years ago. And then I remember talking to you probably that long ago about the search for a space. Yes. And that was sort of the next thing. And let's talk about that in the next segment here on Bridge From Nowhere. Nice segue. 
Thank you for saying that. You You ruined it, James. Cut that out. I'm sorry. I won't cut it out. No. I'm cutting this in, too. All right. Well, good. Thanks for now. Yeah. (laughs) Segway, man. from nowhere we're back and we're talking uh today to brandon howard from amalga distillery and we were just talking about the kind of early kind of idea years and then you had a really you'd formed. okay we're gonna we're gonna really get this going and you're able to build off of a the idea you had for a business plan that had been you know a long time ago so you had this kind of idea you knew kind of kind of were solid knew what you were kind of looking for but then you're in Juno, and yes. you need to find an appropriate space yes. to create a distillery. And a distillery usually is a pretty square footage intes- intensive place, right? They're usually big, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we need space for barrels. We need space for fermentation tanks. You need space for, you know, all the tanks, the mash tun, the brew equipment, the empty bottles, the pallets of grain. Um, and then on top of it, I would just say that. But you also have the model, which is, I think, the model that's happening with brewing and uh, distilleries today, which is that a big part of what the business model is, is having a tasting room that's accessible and is something that people can go to. Pleasant. So really, that yeah. means downtown Juno, probably, right? That You're looking for downtown space. Totally. Were yeah. you yes. not even thinking about other locations? Uh, so we actually did for a moment have another location um, when when we were being much more modest. Um, Cohen Drive. Cohen Drive. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no water. Come on out. <laughs> a boat condo uh, like out by like on the way out to Thane there. Sure. Oh, oh. I remember that. Yep. Oh, I remember uh, that. I was, Rock, on the Rock Dome. Uh, yep. Yeah. At right. the Rock Dome. Um, and, uh, and that was that was a really interesting one um, because Basically, there was absolutely no way it was going to work. Uh, we we leased this boat condo. Uh, you know, talked with the city to make sure that the space would work, and the city was like, "Okay." Um, but uh, the neighbors at the boat condo were none too happy uh, about uh, the the potential traffic and the the nightmares of parking. If they had a distillery in in their boat condo area, um, and so you know logistics and a couple other things, and uh, also this strong desire to be in the uh, the space where we are now, uh, we we bailed on the boat condo, um, but the space that we're in now is actually the first space. Uh, you know, all these things kind of really came together well. Uh, when Moore and I first started exploring the idea, I remember going by and the Capital City Weekly had just closed mm-hmm. uh, as we were thinking, you know, this is this is a business that right. we're going to pursue. And, and this is in the historic AELMP building. Yes. This yeah. Art Deco kind of 
really amazing, cool, cool wraparound building, yeah. building yeah. on the corner there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I remember mentioning, oh, it, it's a shame that by the time we're ready to open our distillery or, or start building our distillery, there's no way this space will be available. I mean, somebody's going to jump on this immediately. Um, and so three years later, uh, when it was still there, we were we were pretty excited. That's a wild space because, of course, there's the tasting room that everyone who's been by there and has ever and for years has been able to look into that. All those windows, mm-hmm. you see that space, but it also has this space underneath that that is where you're kind of doing a lot of your work. Yes, hmm. and it is one of the weirdest spaces I've I've ever come across. So, uh, Juno Empire used to print their newspaper down below. Uh, so they had these, you know. What boom. years were they printing their newspaper? There? I mean, that's got to be a, a long time ago, right? Seventies yeah, and eighties. Really? Okay. I, I think I it makes oh. sense because I think the Juno Empire building that's out now, about at uh, what five mile or so, is mm-hmm. is um, that's an eighties, late eighties building, I think, right? Yeah, I and think so. Pretty beautiful, you know, facility that they've got yeah, there. It's yeah, amazing. So that's where they've kind of built out and built out the. Capacity to print a lot. And that yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. We still occasionally get calls from old timers to my office because there was something to do with the Juno Empire newspaper. Might have had our phone number <laughs> to the office, so I'll get these old guys. Is this the Juno Empire? I'm looking for the Empire Classifieds. It's, no, I'm sorry. This is the Juno Empire. Is this got, the Juno Empire? I got three hogs heads a week to sell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and do you just and you say yes? And I hope I, hope I use, will I, next time. Yeah, next I just say yes. What can I help you with? <laughs> classifieds for your 1989 LeBaron. Juno Empire classifieds. Yeah, twenty five cents a line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how long did it take you to decide to remove the Capital City Weekly furniture, or did you ever consider just leaving the space as it was yeah, those, for your tasting room. We, we thought about it. The old cubicle for it. The yeah. drop cubicles. ceiling. The drop ceiling. Um, the the moth know, the, state surplus cubicle walls. Yeah, the, the, ink, the fluorescent lighting. All the yeah. moths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it would have been a different kind of experience. Data cable everywhere. Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> much data cable. Holy cow. We're still haunted by data cable. So you really? went in there and yeah, you... If you look up, you, you'll see like tattered data cable really all over huh. the place and in our offices huh. and in the little like lab area wow. so you got this space and you basically inherited this you know uh 90s era office office space, space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. drop ceilings cubicle were cubicles still in there cubicles are still in Everything there was just still sitting in the, there how the many conference por- room yeah. was in there how many porcupines were in there when you moved in <laughs> Or like any like Martins or anything like that. Was there any no, animals? No rodents. No, no rodents. Oh my oh. god. No rodents. No hell? pigeons. Man. No. Yeah. No pigeon mummies. No pigeon mummies. Huh. It, was, it was clean. It was very tidy. Any, so you had any, say, any bats? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Oh. Oh. Daddy. Oh, oh, oh daddy. daddy. Oh daddy. <laughs> oh daddy. Get the bat. <laughs> yeah. So um. So. So that makes sense. Like, okay, you're going to rip up the carpet. You're going to move that stuff out. But also the drop ceiling. And so mm-hmm. you have to deal with this thing because the, the space as it is now, you look up and it feels light and airy and beautiful because you have this high, high ceiling. But it was eight foot or something ceilings, right? Before, right. Yeah. yeah. Just drop ceilings, same thing that you see over at Foggy Mountain Shop. And uh, we we picked up this uh, 
didn't pick up. He, I guess he picked us up, the, uh, our, our general contractor who ended up taking on the, the job, Steve Klinger with SK Construction, is probably, I don't think I've ever enjoyed working with a person more. Uh, you guys should have him on the show at some All point. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good idea. Just fascinating individual. Um, but he has a, like, let's do it right now. Like, at this moment, this needs to get done. And he was just taking a look at the space to see if it was going to be a viable space. And I had this idea, of, like, can, can we get rid of the drop ceiling? And other people with us were like, ooh, there's probably insulation up there. It's probably a disaster. There, it's going to be awful. And he was in there, and he's like, well, you know, let's, let's, let's figure it out. And he looked up the street, and there was another contractor's van. Because if you look downtown, there's always sure. contractor yeah. vans everywhere. And he goes up and pulls a ladder off the van. Not like, hello, may I borrow your ladder? Just goes up, pulls the ladder off the van. It's like a, one of those, like, 18-foot ladders, or not 18-foot, like, 12-foot ladders. Um, brings it into the space, scales the ladder, and, like, punches one of the drop ceiling sections out and peeks around with a a flashlight. And he's like, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Uh, And then made me climb up the ladder to take a peek at it. Um, I am scared to death of heights. I got about 10 feet up the ladder and then had to back down and just (laughs) let him know, I I trust you, Steve. (laughs) I I trust you. (laughs) Then you had to change your pants. And then then I had to change the pants. He just wanted you on the ladder because he saw the other contractor coming. There's just 2,000 rats up there. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Rats. Rats. Go Go on up, Brandon. Go take a look. Go take a peek. Oh, man. Well, that's so that's awesome. So, okay, then you start the process of transforming the space, right? Yes. So that's a, what's that, a year-long process, eight months? How long did that take? Uh, after, um, you know, negotiating the lease, it, it, it went to, you know, planning, so architects and engineers. and What are some of the special considerations about a distillery, just like the actual size of the <laughs> still, heat, the, or I don't know what? You know, I think, honestly, it's just that it's something different. Yeah. You know, right. I, I, I remember, you know, we have uh, a hot liquor tank. So it's just a giant tank that you heat water in. Um, and it, ours is, you know, it's a 10-barrel system, so it's 300 gallons. And if they could license the hot tubs at the Alaskan, <laughs> it seems well. like they could have licensed one tub of clean, <laughs> of sweet, pristine. hot liquor. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, it's not liquor. Well, it's just I like the phrase just, hot just, liquor yeah, tub, though, is good, yeah. But it I just don't know why they call water. it a hot liquor yeah. tub. Yeah, it's just hot water. It's like when I filled a bathtub up. <laughs> Scotch and then turn the hot, hot tap on. Liquor. That's my hot liquor tub. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'll tell you what. Um, but yeah, you know, engineers look at a hot liquor tank and they they think, oh my god, this is the biggest hot water <laughs> yeah. tank on the planet. What and are you thinking, Lou? Like hot liquor? I hardly know her. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> well I, I knew it. <laughs> Anyway, Brandon, continue. <laughs> Sorry. So this big, huge tank. How 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 many gallons is in? Uh, so it's 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 three hundred gallons, and um, that's a lot. It's it's a lot. Yeah. And you know, a hot water tank is considered a pressure vessel. And oh yeah. Pressure vessels are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. 
ASME stamps, not safe. And uh, a 300-gallon hot water tank would be like the biggest pressure vessel ever. Um, and it's not a pressure vessel. It's completely open. Uh, Just but, a tub of water. Uh, yeah. It got drawn on one of the engineering sheets as, oh. you know, with a, whatever the, the squiggly yeah. sim- oh, symbols are. Oh, Just they, dropped in the, they dropped in the little uh, clip a art water of tank. a hot water tank. Oh, oh, because no. there had been a conversation uh, of hot liquor tank. Well, it's a hot liquor tank. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, it's a big tank of hot water. And they're like, oh, so it's a hot water tank. So it's 300 gallons of pressurized hot. Yes. Well, oh, <laughs> which it's not. But that's <laughs> no, what they thought. It's, yeah. That's what they thought it was. Just yeah. to be clear. Okay, so so anyway, that's one of the issues. So then, okay, so then you get the, let's we'll skip ahead. You get the yep. building, get the building, and then I remember the big one of the big. So and you're, you're and you're well underway. You're going yes. And I remember one of the moments when I was like, because you know a new business like this, it's aggressive, right? And you're always like, boy, I hope Brandon. I mean, I hope that's. Yeah, it seems like it's really going to happen. Yeah, you know, you're sort of like it yeah. seems like it's really going to happen. <laughs> this is going to be really awesome. And then I remember the moment when I thought like, well, that place is going to open. This is going to be amazing. Was when you got your actual still. Oh yes, right. Yeah. So you. So t- what's the process of buying really a commercial grade, beautiful piece of art mm. still? Like and where secondly, did you? Yeah. How the hell did you fit that in the building? Right. Those two I, things. We yeah. Got, so I, you know, when I talk about more balancing me out, I never measured anything, and every <laughs> every single time something fit into the building, everybody was like. Thank God. <laughs> you know, you, you'll notice the still is, like, not very far from the ceiling, and it's also moved to fit where there are no other beams. That was 100% luck. Um, so we realized as the still was on its way here that it was not going to fit through our single door. Well, that's what, before we do that. Yes. Oh, how did you order a still? still? Yeah, like what did you know the still you wanted? I, I, I did. Okay. Uh, I knew that there, so there were two companies I wanted to get a still from. Uh, one is Forsyth's out of Scotland. Um, ah. and then, yeah. <laughs> 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 you cannot do it. <laughs> oh, you blather skate. You can't. You can't do it. You blather skate. <laughs> what the, what a blather skate is someone who <laughs> talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. I think that's aimed at me. Hi, 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 laddie. So you already knew what you wanted, and yes. you just go to their website and you say, mm, and you just kind of one. scroll through the. It's like a Shopify page, and you click on which one you want, Shipping. and then they let you kind of spec it out a little bit online, and then. Um, put it in the cart, uh, trick them into free shipping with Whoa. Amazon Prime. Oh, God bless you. Um, you are kidding me. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm totally kidding. Yeah. It, is, it is a... <laughs> you had me going. It is, I thought no, you it's had a that, massive, yeah. huge... No, it's, it is it is massive, it's huge, and it's a complete... Um, it's a black box. You have, like, I had no idea who How? to call. Uh, so it's made by Vendome. A company out of Kentucky that uh, you know, we decided we're making. Yeah, go make a steal. <laughs> <laughs> we got a car radiator. We're sending it right up. It's from a 1995 Jeep. <laughs> I thought you worry about that lead in there. First run that cleans it all out. First run is <laughs> the scale. It just adds flavor. That's right, hon. You're gonna love it. <laughs> 
Almost shy. Almost shy. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway. So, obviously, it comes from Kentucky. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah, the I mean, the, the best clear alcohol in the world, some, mm-hmm. some of the best, yeah, comes from and, Kentucky. Sure. you know, right there in Louisville, so, you know, bourbon country uh, for sure. And is it 100% copper or is it, is it alloy? It just looks coppery. So or? The, the, the top part and the condensing unit, 100% copper. Uh, the, uh, the, the kettle is, is stainless steel. It's super steampunk. Yes, I mean, it, it looks, looks so awesome. All the awesome. rivets and the bolts yeah. and it's amazing. It's a the beautiful the little spyglass and the yeah, onion ball it. part. Yeah. yeah, beautiful piece of equipment to build. You know, any sort of facility around, right? Yeah. Like this is definitely the center piece of the facility. Yeah. So you. So how, do you remember how much shipping? Just shipping was. Get it sent oh, overnight. Just UBS yeah. today, or because the thing itself, <laughs> ballpark, just just a, as an idea, not to reveal yeah, too much. Yeah. Ballpark, how much is this? It's just a couple hundred thousand bucks or something. I, I mean, after it's installed, yeah, um, it I, it was several hundred thousand dollars Jeez, after installed. Right? Um, that's a I that's a don't gun. like talking about. Yeah, because it makes me right. still kind of sweat a little bit. It makes me a little <laughs> uncomfortable. Is... Oh, the pit wow. stains are forming. Um, <laughs> and and so ordering the thing, you know, getting their contact right. information, calling day in and day out because uh, they don't just answer their phones. Mm. Um, you know, craft distilling right now is huge. And this is kind of like this is the best still manufacturer in the country. Um, and so it was really important to us to get a quality piece of equipment because we had this vision of it being a centerpiece. And it um, is. It's gorgeous. You yeah. did it right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we got we got to custom design it for the, the type of spirit that we make. We wanted a still that would make a really flavorful spirit. Um, you know, it's not the typical still that Vendo makes. Um, it's made in a Scottish style. Um, but... Uh, we ordered it about, oh, now it's like two and a half years ago. Uh, there's uh, just shy of a two-year uh, wait list. Wow. Uh, so the lead time on, on the still is is serious. Is it largely handmade? Uh, it is completely handmade. Completely wow. hand-hammered out and made. and Yeah, just wow. uh, and in any pretty much every tradesman that I've come across uh, who welds, you know, so we had lots of contractors coming through who all sure. love welding. They they look at the welds on it and they, you know, kind of shake their head. Right, I don't know anything about welding. That's very cool. Does it have a name? Uh, it does. Um, we we actually uh, because we knew they would love it. Uh, we call it Steve Pleasance. <laughs> um, Steve after our contractor Steve Klinger. And Pleasance after our plumber Christopher Pleasance. Um, Steve Pleasance is also the name of my penis. Oddly <laughs> <laughs> so, enough, also named after those two guys, which makes no sense. That is a it's it's a really good penis name. <laughs> hello, Steve. <laughs> Say hello to Steve. Pleasance. Hello, Doctor Pleasance. <laughs> that is the one difference. Mine is Dr. Steve Pleasance. Yeah. Mm. Honorary PhD from Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, well, listen, we've got the still installed. We've named it. 
you know, it's a controversial name, but after, we've named it. After yes, Andy's Beans. Yeah, it's clearly. Yeah. <clears throat> and and next, I mean, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about opening up this brand new business, opening day, and how it's been since as we continue on Bridge from Nowhere. Here, joined us for this uh, wonderful, really fascinating tale about opening a small business of a, you know, kind of a, of a new nature here in Juneau, Alaska, and in Alaska in general. There's been a couple of distilleries, but Brandon opened the first distillery. Has there been a distillery at all ever in Juneau, even in like, you know, kind of pre-prohibition? My kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> bathtub. My, my bathtub. Uh, there have been a lot of oh. illicit stills. Well, sure, oh, uh, yeah. but no, sure. no established distillery. Okay, because there yeah. were like a number of breweries pre-prohibition, yeah. right? There were like yeah. nine different breweries, but no, no. It's interesting to think that there were no distilleries. Yeah, you know, we did a lot of uh, a lot of searching, and um, the only only thing that we could come across is a photo of uh, probably tax officers with a bunch of illicit stills just piled from, behind wow. them from know, the woods of, yep yeah. yeah exactly well the story i always heard um aaron island out in like you know east of shelter is named after aaron cohen who had a still out there aaron island and cohen reef yeah. and then he used to paddle his booze over to smugglers cove and that's why all those things are named what they are did hmm. you know this no that's amazing yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I it's true but i've there heard that go. yeah cohen i'm not sure if it's true i heard it and never researched it but um, that's the story I've always good, heard. Good name yeah. for a drink. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that was like he had a still on that little island. Like it's a decent little island between yeah. Shelter Island and the mainland. Yeah. Smuggler's Cove is also yeah. the name of my penis, by the way. Due to its shape. Going down to Smuggler's Cove. Going down on Smuggler's Cove. The 1993 rat hit, I think, too. Yeah. It was a rat or Cinderella. R-A-T-T, rat. Yeah. Rat. So, uh, anyway, all right, let's talk about opening up. So, you've got the still install, and we're moving forward here in a number of months, but you've done all that incredible work. You've got this space transformed. It's beautiful, it's open and airy, and this gorgeous um, kind of wallpaper, all that kind of stuff. So nice. The logo, awesome, everything, right? Beautiful. Thank you. And, um, And then you open for business. So what were you expecting versus what happened? <laughs> um, well, so, you know, the, we, we did these, this thing with the, the cocktails on draft. Um, and, you know, from my brewing years, I remember you could put anything into a soda keg. And I wanted to make sure that we got to talk to everybody who came through. And, you know, if you're, if you're mixing a drink or opening a bottle of tonic, it goes flat. And there are all these logistics. And, um, and so I, I thought we would make 
like three or four cocktails in the beginning of the week, have them in a keg. And when somebody would wander in and happen upon us, we would talk about the gin and pour them a little sample of the gin and then be like, oh, and, you know, would you like to try one of our, you know, three cocktails that we offer? And and after about three weeks of selling out of just everything pretty much every day by, you know, like six o'clock, I finally realized, oh, I guess, I guess we need to get some more of these, these kegs and we need to spend a little bit more time doing prep and get a little bit more efficient. Um, and realized that, you know, the, you know, the, the gathering space was something that people were really excited about. And, and it, it, it kind of transcended into something more than, than we ever anticipated. You know, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, somebody wearing one of those yellow ponchos, you know, <laughs> who'd walk too far up the street, stopping in to ask where the Russian church was. Um, uh, but no, it, it, it really just took off. We did zero marketing. You know, we didn't advertise anywhere just cause we were just too busy. Um, and, uh, you know, word of mouth from the cruise ships was amazing. All the hmm. crew love coming in and then the crew, tell all of the people on the cruise ship to come in. And then all of the, you know, like the people who work with ATA, Gasno Guiding, Alamarine, um, they became this just wonderful part of, of the space. And um, you'd see, you'd see them come in after a long day of work. And then shortly after it was this really cool thing where the people who were out on a tour with them earlier would come in and then they'd share a table and oh you they, hi <laughs> hello oh. yeah uh, yeah but yeah they were coming in because they'd been recommended from the tour guide so we just had this really organic word of mouth uh, thing where it just kind of took off and it it turned into a, a bit of a monster we never we never anticipated that that was you know you know people who seen my business plan knew that the the tasting room was just kind of like. Hmm. Uh, you know, Is that right? Did you you really thought the tasting room was okay? That's something that's going to <coughs> occupy us maybe during the day, but mostly what we're doing is just is distilling so that we can bottle it, so that we can kind of get into that whole thing. We can age it. We can do all those other things. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I mean, I like I think outside of the box. I you know we we I love the art community, and I love having a space where we can feature art. And so I mm-hmm. knew that. We'll be able to participate in First Friday in a really cool way and in, in, in showcasing art and supporting our local arts community because that's not something that I ever want to to exit from, right? Um, and, and and then there were other things I thought would maybe help bring people in. You know, we have this uh, this kind of oddball idea that we're, we're working on and uh, pretty soon we're going to be doing our gin and tonics in – and you know, I'm doing the quote thing right now. Growlers and Whoa. and our Moscow mules and and growlers. Um, and you know, something we steal a lot from is the the craft brewing scene. Like whenever we go down south, we mm. love going to to different craft breweries and and checking those places out. You know, we seek them out. And I think a lot of people do in their travels. And and so we wanted to create this space that you know wasn't intimidating, felt like a craft brewery have like you know those familiar uh like familiar things like tap handles and uh and growler fills and really kind of exploit that model and kind of take the the standard 
distillery model and kind of flip it around a little bit, you know, make it something more recognizable and fascinating for people. And we're really, I'm getting really excited. We're really running with that right now. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're developing cool things. We're going to be doing, um, gosh, giving away all the secrets. But I was like, going to add, this is good. Cause breaking the, news. The like, last thing I was going to ask you is about is the future ideas and maybe yeah, they're just ideas right now, but um, yeah. Collaborating with some just, uh, Amazing people who are so incredibly supportive. Like, I can't believe how much support we get from from the community and from the industry. I like, I am just overwhelmed by people's generosity. It blows my mind. Um, but we're doing a cool collaboration um, where we're going to actually be taking our cocktails and canning them. Um, wow. And so you know, it, but along the lines of what you see with the craft brew scene. So, you know, working with a, a really amazing designer, really creative fellow who just did another line of uh, the enamelware mugs for us, the enamelware awesome. mugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't – we also didn't expect that to be wildly popular. I was like, oh, I hate the copper mugs because everybody's going to steal them and <laughs> copper leeches and – but I really like these Recyclers love them. They take them and get uh, to the scrap guys. Yes. Get the get the money for the cover. Yeah. I stole fourteen cups. Give me twenty eight cents. <laughs> uh, Speaking from experience, well, yeah. what? Yeah. Shut up. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, that's yeah. some of the future speak here, Brandon. Thanks so much. That's for, so I, we're exciting. Kind of running out of time. It's because we've talked about so much. Oh, I'm so really long winded. But too. no, it's awesome. Sorry. And I really blame Lou mostly. Oh, I I feel bad for the editing job that you're going to have. It's after. no editing job. It's all just running just like it is. Forget it, except for the parts about. <laughs> Smuggler's Cove <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Steve Pleasance was that it? Dr. Steve <laughs> yes <laughs> Dr. Steve yes, Pleasance honorary doctorate uh, Brandon thanks so much for thank coming you, in thank you. looking forward to the growlers and the cans oh that's so exciting and all of yeah. the future speaks I'm very excited yeah. for my, my whiskey in three years that's yeah, going to be we awesome we didn't even talk yeah. about that Two years. Two years. Oh, well, Maybe. I'm even more excited Maybe now. Maybe three yeah, years. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Next time we'll we'll do another one of these. Let's do one, and we'll we'll be we'll we'll have a little bit of a tasting. How's oh, that sound? Ooh. That sounds wonderful. All right, we'll do that. Hopefully, but, it's better than the Prince Brown tasting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> aim for the stars. Although you won't, you, you, know, <laughs> you won't hurt my feelings. No. <laughs> Let's get Bob in too. Better, Let's get Bob in. Better than a thirty-year-old bottled Prince Brown. Forty. Yeah. Forty. That's right. Yeah. All right, that's Bridge from Nowhere. That's it for Bridge from Nowhere today. Our hosts are Lou Logan, Jamie Karnick, and me, I'm Andy. Thanks to our house band playing all original music. George Kuhar and Steve Nelson are... Coolson. Thanks to KTOO and Alaska Robotics. For more information on Bridge from Nowhere and for all our shows, go to our website at bridgefromnowhere.com or iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, Napster. And when you listen, please subscribe and comment and link to our page. Somehow that helps. That's it from us today. The bridge is, is out. out.